Let's start off. All right. <clears throat> Thank you very much indeed. Uh, welcome to the James Whale Radio podcast here with uh, producer Rob. Um, he's having terrible problems with his phone today, but uh, I think we've got him somewhere. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'll fade myself up. There we go. Hello. All right. Right. Yes, good, 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 just so, so we know. Uh, it, normally, of course, it's me that wants to know what uh, the problems are, but today it's uh, it's Rob who can't work out how to use the equipment that he built and put into place in the first place. So uh, I apologise if uh, he sounds a bit ropey today. Well, ropier than normal. Thank you. Good. And that's about all we're going to get from him today because he's not found how to connect to the programme, which... Worries me slightly, considering you're supposed to be the uh, the nerd who set this all up. Well, it, things go wrong occasionally, and uh, I don't know what's yeah. going wrong. Well, it's very strange that everything should suddenly go tits up like this, isn't it? We've been hacked. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, anyway, before we start or get into it, could I uh, thank everybody for their messages of kindness uh, about... Uh, Mrs. W, uh, she did appreciate it. Um, the latest news is that she just had another uh, session of treatment yesterday. Uh, so today she's not feeling too good. But the, the doctor said he uh, he thought there was um, uh, marked improvement in, uh, in the way she looked and the way she was behaving. So we're keeping our fingers crossed um, that we're pushing it back a little. So uh, that's very good news. It's made her very happy and positive as well. Um, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And thank you all very much indeed for your, uh, for your mentions. It does sort of give us a little boost. Um, now... Something that annoyed me intently, and I'm going to have a moan. Now, it makes me sound like a, a, a really sad old git, to be honest with you. Uh, because, you know, I like, I've, I've done my share of top-down motor cars, loud music, banging, cruising the streets like a twat. I've done that, and I still quite like a bit of music while you're driving. I mean, most of the time, of course, I'd be listening to my friends on talk radio. Do you, do you talk radio? You know, I have a program Monday to Thursday and occasionally on a Sunday uh, on talk radio. Oh, no, well, you must try that. Talk radio, D-A-B. Get the, get the app, go to talk radio, and, um, and I have a look. That's one of the dogs yelling for some strange reason. Uh, before I go any further, let me just sort that out. Hold on. You want to sit in here? Come on, man. Uh, right. Well, after uh, apparently Lulu was getting fan mail last week. Is that right, Louis? Eh? Eh? What was coming up here? Come here. It's a good girl. There's a good girl. Uh, oh, shit. Just hit my knee on the desk. Yeah. Ah, uh, the dog's sitting here. want their heads scratching. Ah. Oh. They saw a CAT in the garden. Oh, yeah, you can't say the word, can you? No, no, I can't say the word. <laughs> Although they're beginning to learn to spell, which is a bit of worry. But it's that mag magpies hopping around outside as well, uh, which um, which annoys them. And there's a huge, huge, enormous fat wood pigeon, and I quite like to chase that. Now, where was I? Cars and music. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've done, I've done all that, and I like, uh, I, I must admit, I'm a, a big... Uh, soul music fan. I like music. I like all kinds of music. Um, uh, and uh, music is a very powerful tool. It's a very powerful instrument, which is why 
Uh, armies, of course, always have their their buglers or their um, their bands or their bagpipes or just their chants or their drums. Or it uh, it can influence people in many many ways. Now, on my talk radio show the other night, I was talking about the the tragedy again uh, of two guys uh, being killed, um, two under 20-year-olds being killed, and uh, there have been in the capital city of this country alone since the beginning of this year. We're only in February. Are we in February still? Yes, we are, yes. Oh, good, because I've got to tax my car before the end. Um, There have been 16, 16 murders in the capital of kids, which is appalling statistic, isn't it? Uh, there were 30 last year, predominantly black kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and this this is not in any way, shape or form supposed to be racist, but this is a problem that parts of the black community have and has to be addressed. And when I see people going on about knife crime, it annoys me intently. It's not knife crime. It's a violent crime. Okay, it may well be that a knife is an easy instrument to get hold of and that, you know, it doesn't take too much brain power to plunge it into somebody else. Uh, but it could be all sorts of things people could use if they wanted to. It isn't, the, it isn't, in my view anyway, the instrument. And all this, well, let's get knives off the street won't make any difference. It's the, the, the mental attitude, it's the brain power of, of people who behave in this way or feel that they... I've got a dog under the chair. Oh, right. Oh, hi. Okay. Um, feel that they should behave this way. So I was talking uh, to a couple of guys about this. We're having a, a pretty in-depth conversation on Talk Radio the other day. You can uh, check that out, I think, on the on the website, Talk Radio as well. We might even have put it out on ours. I'm not sure. It'll be on the uh, Listen Again service on Talk Radio's yeah. website. Yeah. And then after I'd done my show the other night, um, I got home and uh, decided to have a little bit of a look at the Brits, see if I could have a moan about it, because, uh, again, one of these sort of lovey fests where all these people sort of congratulate themselves and slap each other on the back, and I'm not sure that the majority of people want to see that. I don't know, but it's always interesting to see the cock-up. So um, the first one I saw were the blokes from the, uh, they called the gorillas, a cartoon characters come on stage and make the most appalling idiots of themselves because they were pissed uh, i have seen so uh, they've not um, done anything to make me want to listen to their music in the future i, don't, I mean i hadn't heard the gorillas if you i just thought it was cartoon bunch of cartoon characters i think their music videos are all cartoons yes all oh, right okay anyway um and then comes this guy called kendrick lamar now, I, I'm sorry, perhaps I'm just out of the loop. Uh, I quite like some of the music from, do you remember Tupac? Uh, Tupac, yes. Or whatever his name was. Quite like the, you know, can remember having a, some of, until somebody pointed out some of the lyrics, which is pretty awful. Anyway, uh, this guy is lying reasonably arrogantly in the way that they do on a glass box. Um, under under him in the glass box was a Lamborghini, and there's his mate, a bloke I later found out to be called a rich kid, I think, smashing up the Lamborghini with a baseball bat whilst he sings a song where you just can't. It's just grunting. Couldn't understand a fucking word of it. So, I, 
And the other thing, interestingly enough, uh, the TV company were more embarrassed about the the lyrics they kept dropping out. They kept muting the song. So obviously the lyrics uh, were fairly offensive. I don't think there was much point in muting it because, quite frankly, I couldn't understand a word he was singing. Uh, And then this, this twat underneath... Uh, just smashes all sorts of hell out of the Lamborghini. Now, some people say, oh, it wasn't a real Lamborghini, it was just a shell. It doesn't matter. It could, have, it could have been an old car you picked up for 50 quid. It doesn't matter. What it was doing was glorifying vandalism and violence. And in a time when so many youngsters are finding it difficult to know how to behave, we're showing on the Brits where there would have been youngsters there who would have been influenced by this, that it's okay. You can be a rap artist, you can sing with a hoodie with diamonds in it, uh, with your mate downstairs with a baseball bat, kicking the shit out of a Lamborghini. Now, if that is... And, and the TV company more concerned about the fucking swearing than they are about the fucking violence. Now, if that isn't getting your priorities wrong, then I don't know what is. So I just thought, I thought, well, have we learnt nothing? Have we learnt absolutely nothing? Most of the media are concerned by Stormzy having a go being political about Grenfell Tower. Brush that aside for the moment, that nobody seemed to, to take much notice of this violent load of shite that was being put out in the name of music. And then some silly sod said, hard oh, works, rock and roll, they always used to do it. You know, the Stones, the Who, they were always smashing things up. It was a slightly different time. Music was in its infancy. And the violence and killings of youngsters didn't happen. We had the mods and the rockers, and there was quite a lot of violence, but there wasn't the murders and the killings. We live in a different time, in a time when we're supposed to have grown up and learnt something. I don't know about you, I was absolutely disgusted. I haven't seen it. It's on my Sky Planner ready to watch. Are you telling me to not bother? Well, you watch it, and then you put your two pennies in. Um, Ash and I occasionally do a little video for our show. I don't know whether you saw last night's. Yeah, now now I'm getting the uh, the video that I saw last night, yes. Well, we did a little reenactment. Yeah, it's on um, jameswellradio.co.uk forward slash talk. Hmm. I thought it was quite a good reenactment. It probably made light out of what is quite a serious issue, but it was supposed to take the piss out of it. Yeah, what was the kettle for? Well, I didn't want him smashing my car up with a crowbar, so that was the best thing. (laughs) So he was washing it instead? Well, he was assaulting it by throwing water at it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But that was Ash's decision to use that. It It was that or a piece of rubber hose. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, um, so it, it just, it was wrong. And maybe it was because there had been two guys killed the night before this that actually it was wrong. And then the fact that they must, they must fade out the, the words because we don't want people to hear somebody saying, fuck this, you motherfucking whatever. But it's okay to show violence. Now, now, why why are we like this? What, what, what's going on? 
Well, it's um, it's, it's easy to fade out some uh, vocals, isn't it? It's very hard to run on stage and stop someone hitting a car with a baseball bat. Yeah. But why, why on earth didn't they think, listen, this has just been a tragedy a few days ago, and to be honest, we're trying to actually stop the sort of the music that leads... You, you know, the, the what's his name, Lamar? Kendrick Lamar. I've never heard of him, have you? I've never heard that name before until you've mentioned it. Yeah, no, I hadn't. And and you're half my age, so I'm not the only one. Um, the organisers could quite easily have said, listen, we're going to drop this bit. They could quite easily have done that, but they didn't think to. And they must have known what was going to happen because it was all set up. Might well have been that they were doing it as a, a thing against that sort of behaviour, but it didn't come across like that because you couldn't understand a word that was being said. Subtitles? Was there subtitles? I wouldn't have thought so because the subtitle machine wouldn't understand what the f*** was going on. And also they'd have to cut out the swear words so it would just be yeah. illegible. Yeah. Well, you see, we don't bother with that sort of stuff. No, I do. Uh, <laughs> what? Do you? Well, yes, I do a lot of work after you go, yes. Do you? Oh, right, okay, fine. So anyway, I'd, be fa- I'd be fascinated to know what people think about it. I mean, maybe, maybe I just got a bit of bad mood or something, I don't know. Uh, JamesWellRadio at gmail.com is our email so let me know or go on facebook tell me what you think maybe i am a miserable old uh, just get in touch and say i just thought it was wrong i thought it was out of order and i thought that you know uh, people say i used to say oh well music doesn't really influence you and you being a little pedantic but it does actually it does particularly to younger kids and particularly when it makes it look cool to behave like that you know, the guys are dripping in gold. Uh, this is a flash car, the Lamborghini. They can afford to smash the crap out of it. So uh, a, a lot of kids might think, "Oh, well, I want to, you know, I want to be like that. I want to, I want to make money." And I, I just, I just thought it was bad. JamesWellRadio at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Uh, now, um, I tell you what. The other thing that I was uh, I don't know, fed up about it. I just something to talk about is Mr. Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn, who is going to uh, muzzle the media, uh, or make the media behave, or make sure the media. I don't. I don't actually know what. If you saw his video where he went off on one, it made him look like the sort of the evil doctor from one of those Bond films. All he needed was a white fluffy pussy on his lap stroking it and he would have been well away your dogs don't react to the word pussy then no it's, it's the only one i can use okay yeah yeah pussy's fine cat uh, uh la la it's not a good idea uh do you, <laughs> do you know before i did this today i've done a whole load of washing hung it out on the line done the vacuuming amazing what you can do if you put your mind to it that is true. Very, very true. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, is Corbyn right to attack the press? What do you think? I, I asked this on Facebook in the week and uh, loads of you getting in touch. My old friend Paul Savory. Hello, Paul. He said the press would be muzzled under Corbyn. We'd be a communist state in a flash. Uh, Michael Bassett said, of course, the media must not be muzzled in any way. They wouldn't find a muzzle big enough for you, James. <laughs> uh, it's true it's true no it is it is uh it is absolutely uh true um steve harris says corbyn's a breath of fresh air stuff the media 
really? What would you do without us, Steve? You wouldn't know which way was f***ing forward, would you? Uh, Mandy Diggs says, the government and the Tory media need to stick to sorting the country out and not resort to underhanded tactics that, and smear campaigns. Uh, they have made a mockery of our country and our values, such as our health care system, our education, everything really, all because their interests are inlining their self-serving pockets. Get real people in power. Real people in power. Who do you mean real people? You mean Jeremy Corbyn? You think he's a real person? You think he'd be good for this country? Um, all Jeremy Corbyn has to do, Mandy, my friend, is uh, come out and answer the questions. He refuses. All he has to do is be interviewed. Why won't he? Why does he think he doesn't have to answer questions? If there is no validity, and I, I don't know that there is, I have no idea, it may well be that the Stasi people are lying. But why would you not come out? If, if somebody has made this allegation against you, why would you not come out and refute it? Andy Quick says, I heard about this Corbyn bloke in the media. Well, there we are. Without the media, politicians would be completely, wouldn't they? Uh, John Singer, if they stuck to reporting actual fact, it wouldn't be a problem. How do you know this isn't actual fact, John? And what is actual fact? One man's fact is another man's fiction. Or woman, to be politically correct. How do we know what is, if we get a story, if we break a story... I mean, how do we know? If it hadn't been for the, I think it was the Financial Times, I'm not sure, uh, digging around, we wouldn't know about what had been going on with Oxfam. Or maybe some people think that, you know, that, that we should, the media is that we shouldn't have highlighted that. Roger Merritt uh, says, a free press is healthy and a vital part of democracy. It annoys me no end when the lefty snowflakes have a pop at the Daily Mail. Their response to reading views they don't like is to try to have those views silenced. If they don't like a particular view, they should put forward their own instead of trying to silence it. Nobody forces anybody to read the Daily Mail. And look, anybody, anybody reading the Daily Mail or the Mail Online has to understand that it is sensationalized. It's an, a form of entertainment. And people have got to make, you know, this is why if a politician says something and somebody in the media uh, uh, puts it out at a certain, with a certain slant on it, then they can put it right by being interviewed. And the thing is, the media is nowhere near as powerful as it used to be. Social media, which generally has no control over it, anybody can get on Twitter or Facebook and start saying things about people. And they do. And there's, you know, we, we live in a time of, yeah, I suppose we do live in a time when people decide to start spreading rumours. But generally, you wouldn't find the main press doing that. And if somebody, this whole business about Corbyn, and he, he's only got himself to blame because there, it's well documented, his support for the various terrorist organisations, his support for various unpopular, you know, all he has to do is be prepared to be interviewed about it and answer the questions, but he doesn't want to. Mark O'Neill says, if these stories are not true, he has to come out and kill them, dead. Personally, the longer he fails to do so, the more they will gain credence. And he, you're right, Mark, absolutely right. And and that's that's Daisy May. I can tell they're barks apart. And she's right as well. Daisy. 
Hang on just a moment. Okay. I've got to go. Okay, so listen, uh, I just had to pop outside, sort the dogs out. Did you sort out everything else? Uh, yes, I, I sorted out the uh, the audio so you, people might notice a slight change in your tone. Oh, good. Is that better or worse? You're I don't not, know. You're not as tinny now. Oh, good. Um, well, anyway, Mark O'Neill says, if these stories about Corbyn are not true, he has to come out and uh, and deal with them. Of course he does. Uh, Mark Kerrilly says, the mainstream press are merely following orders from the unelected hands that run the global control system. Uh, best to ignore them all and get your facts from independent sources online. James Well excluded, of course, but then you've never been mainstream, have you, James? Well, no, you're absolutely right. But, Mikey, I can assure you, you are completely wrong. Um, <laughs> there is no unelected hand running the global media. Uh, there are people who own companies, and some of them are in the media. There are such stringent laws. If you want to change the laws about newspapers, then I suggest some politicians do it. If you're in government, you could quite easily make it impossible for any of our press to have a political slant. In the, in the broadcast media, we can't sort of champion one side rather than the other. Uh, we can say what we think, of course, uh, but during the times of elections, we have to be completely and utterly impartial. Now, if you made newspapers impartial, so uh, they couldn't, if you like, uh, lean one way or the other, um, that's fine. And successive governments could have done it, but they haven't done it. And to be quite frank, I don't want that. I, I mean, everybody, each one of you has your own view. Now, a lot of you a bit like Mikey, uh, might think that the press is, uh, is, is here to try and undermine everything else. There's nobody, and I'm, I'm working at the moment for um, Murdoch, I suppose, who, who owns talk radio. But there is nobody, no memos, no emails, nobody saying what you can or cannot say or what stories you may or may not talk about on the air, I can assure you. And if there was... Uh, somebody somewhere would come out and start actually highlighting it. Uh, one more on this. Julianne Smith says, uh, OMG, the press are muzzled enough. Uh, they aren't allowed to say if a, an offender of a crime is black, white, pink or blue. It should be the truth. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course they can say what colour an offender is. I don't know where you get the idea that they can't. Uh, there's so many misconceptions and uh, so many myths about what the media may or may not do. And a lot of them are totally wrong. But listen, all you have to do is ring up 0344-499-1000 when I'm on the air Monday to Thursday from 7 in the evening on talk radio and ask these questions publicly. That's all you have to <laughs> dog under my chair again. <laughs> Are you all right there? Good. There's a little problem that he, <clears throat> she's just taken one of Mrs. W's shoes and chewed it quite badly. Ah, uh, right. So I will have to address that a little later. Uh, well, I've been rattling on a lot. Um, should we have a bit of music to uh, mix it up a bit? Uh, yes, we got some music, as usual. Yeah. Wallaby and Mr. Marks. Yes, uh, something uh, different, I think. Mackie Flow. Featuring Mackie Flow, yes.
it's not another rapper who's going to un- no, 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 me, no, is it? No, 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 nothing like that. So this is the game, but it features Mackie Flo. It, it does. But who's yes. Mackie Flo? Um, the person that uh, this song features. All right. Okay. <sighs> Let's have a listen then, shall we? Uh, Wallaby and Mr. Marks. Uh, this is a track called The Game, which features Mackie Flo. When you're I'm here for doing harm, 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 I only want to squeeze some fun, fun. Give a kiss, I'm a beast right away apart So run, 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 run Please never think of father flow is all right uh so there we are um you've got a bit of music you want people to hear let us know wallaby and mr marks are that i can't i don't know whether they'll be at the brits next year oh you don't know do you well if they if people keep listening to this show yeah. a lot of the artists yeah. we put out will probably be in the brits oh, i would say all of them uh let's do some mail in I'm, I'm fascinated with this one from gavin uh, from Porthcawl. now Porthcawl is very very dear to me it's on the uh south wales coast it's uh uh, where my mother lived for many, many years and uh, where she, in fact, where she was brought up because her dad was the bank manager in Porthcourt. Uh, although my mum was born in Romney in the Valley, you see, makes me Welsh, doesn't it? Um, and one of the fascinating, I don't know, have, has you, have you been to Porthcourt? I, I must have been to Porthcourt at some point as a child. 
Why? I was probably dragged there, wasn't I, by my parents. In South Wales? Yeah. But you live in North Wales? Yeah, but I've got family in South Wales. Where? Barry, Cardiff, you know. Barry, oh, well, you probably would have gone to Pothcourt. Um, a little seaside town. Very very pretty. I studied in pretty. Uh, in uh, Pontypridd University. Pontypridd. Did you really? Yeah, for Look about what it's done for you. Six months. Um, oh, only six months. I gave up. Oh, I'm not surprised. Um, and you didn't have a debt at the time? No, everything was paid for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so where was I? Oh, yes, Porthcourt. So we used to spend all our summer, I used to spend all my summer holidays in Porthcourt. Uh, and very good surfing in Porthcourt, by the way. Never went. No, no. But, uh, well, when I was a kid, you just had those wooden surfboards, a little bent bit at the front. They didn't have the flash ones. It, yeah, you know, we, like the Australian or the, the American ones. We have uh, Ross Niger on Anglesey for that. Do you? Mm. Who's he? It's a little uh, village on the sort of west coast of Anglesey. Right. Huge yeah. waves. Well, it has to be on the west coast. Uh, and there are good waves in Porthcourt on, on uh, Rest Bay, where they do the uh, surfing. And in the little, the towny bit, uh, along the uh, promenade, and it's a bit rocky, there's not really a beach there. So uh, the powers that be decided to lay tarmac in between the rocks. Oh, my ideal beach. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't do sand. They, they put tarmac down on the beach in Porthcourt. Then they proceeded to cover it with sand. Oh, no, it's ruined it now. Yeah, well, they covered it with sand. And then some silly sod uh, became surprised when after about three or four weeks, because the tide came in over the beach, right? Yeah, I could see where this is going, yeah. Go yeah. So there was no sand. So it was tarmacked. It's been tarmacked for years and years and years. And it's a bit of an embarrassment to the town of Porthcourt because why would you spend all this money on tarmacking a bit of the beach so that right there in the town under the promenade, which was always nice because used to when we were kids and the tide was coming and used to smash against the seawall and used to run underneath it. Now, of course, they put that on the, on the news and say, look at these people being stupid. Um, but you couldn't get swept into the sea because the sea wall you ran along behind was about four foot high, and I think at the time I was only about three foot. Isn't there a load of potholes on the beach then? Um, no, why? Well, tarmac's not exactly strong, is it? I mean, against the sea, well, tarmac. Well, I haven't been for a couple of years, but it, it, it really was a, an embarrassment. Uh, and uh, and Gavin's just uh, got in touch to say, James, I thought you'd like to know, Porthcourt is finally getting rid of the tarmac beach at last. It's only taken 30 years, and all the best to Mrs W. Thank you very much, Gavin. Thank what, you. What are they replacing it with? Is it concrete, is it, or is it to get on the uh, pebbles? Yeah. <laughs> Do us a favour, Gavin. If, you, if you're there in the near future, take a picture and uh, and send it over to us. Because it is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. Well, nearly as ridiculous as uh, my uh, my next um, my next uh, little piece I want to talk about. Uh, I don't know whether anybody saw this. It was just a very small bit. In fact, I saw it on the Mail Online. Um, <laughs> apparently, the latest food trend is naked dining. Oh, at last. <laughs> so we asked on uh, Facebook, who's up for that? 
I mean, I, d- I don't know about you, but if you go through, I don't know if you found it yet, if you go through the old TV shows of the 90s, then there was one where I went to a nudist uh, weekend at a leisure centre. Yes, I w- it's on the YouTube channel, yes. Is, is it? Right, well, go and check this out. Yes. I am the only one who isn't completely nude, uh, although I am nearly nude, and the crew thought it was very funny to be completely nude, but I, I found it quite worrying. I'm not. I'm not absolutely 100 percent sure that the mankind was supposed to be naked, and to sit at a bar on a bar stool with people of varying ages with their bits hanging out, and not that you know, there's nothing sexual about it. It's just wrong. Naturism is just not right. You know, a woman playing tennis with the bits flopping about, or a bloke playing, you know, running around with it all banging against. It's not normal. It can't be. Even back in the day when we were, you know, we wore skins and thongs and stuff to keep bits in place. There's a, isn't there a scene of you in a hot tub with two ladies with their um, breasticles flapping around on the surface of the water? Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah. They, were, they were both quite elderly ladies, as you may remember. <laughs> yes. Before anybody gets excited and starts rushing to see it. And they're all, you know, they're of all, you know, families and kids running around, mum and dad and grandpa and grandma, they're all running around with their bits flapping. And you don't want flaps flapping, do you, really? <laughs> oh, dear. Hang on, I've just got to go and let a dog in. Okay. I'm having dog problems. <clears throat> it's like a dog crash out here. Right, okay. Um, so... Uh, this pub, uh, do you know, funnily enough, on, on talk radio, I tried to get the, the boss of the pub or the person who organised this. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Yet openly they did it for publicity. Obviously. Now, I wouldn't want to go and eat with somebody naked sitting there, would you? Well, I don't know. It depends who it is. Although I have been to Stringfellows. Well, Stringfellows, that's sort of a background striptease and uh, whatever. That's, what, that's yeah. not in the foreground, yeah. is it? Well, it's all, it's all tastefully done, you know, and, and the people who are without clothing are attractive. Yeah, it's not in your and face. Then, no, well, it, it could be in your face, but uh, it's not it's not <laughs> unpleasant, right? Uh, ordinary people like you and me sitting around without anything on, that is disgusting. Yeah, you wouldn't want to spill yeah. the gravy, would you? No, and this goes this goes back to the whole thing about why on earth shouldn't somebody, because they're good-looking be able to make money out of it. But that, that's a, another story. Anyway, Leslie Duffy says meat and two veg should be on the plate, not the chair. <laughs> uh, Les Bush, must be a made-up name. What do, what do you tip the waiter? And if so, will a fiver cover it? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. They're very small now, fivers. Paul Rudd. Okay. So now it's a thing. Yet last year I got kicked out of McDonald's for doing just that. Quite right, Paul, because nobody wants to see you with nothing on. It's not an attractive sight, Paul. It's the same, by the way, when you go into a supermarket and some bloke, either a fat f- or a skinny pillock, uh, all they're without their tops on. And, and women get very upset about this, rightly. Why should a man go around without anything? I want more covered up, everything covered up. Uh, William Street, no, unless it was a trifle. 
Especially not funny if a spicy chilli dish were to land on your pork sword and dumplings. True. Um, Alison, we had lots of fun with this. Alison Browning says, uh, what, like naturism? So you go to a naturist restaurant or eat off a naked person, rather like the uh, trend for eating from chopping boards or slate tiles and mini shopping trolleys. Uh, Let's hope the bare bottoms are nice and clean. Yes, Alison, that's made me feel quite nauseous. Uh, Jace Turner says, nobody wants my homemade banana and plum sauce. Uh, Tony Holden says, I might drop me kebab on me ale gut. That would be embarrassing. That doesn't bear thinking about. Um, David Dewey Hazlitt says, I do naked eating at home all the time. Just don't cook naked. I couldn't even, I couldn't even eat naked here. Uh, what have we got? Robin Strickland said, if at home, no problem eating naked because what we do at home is up to us. But when out, unless it's a proper place to go, then I say no. And loads and loads of you, lots of very funny ones. Uh, Mark Stevens, where would you tuck your bib? Malcolm Robinson said, as long as there are no spotted dicks on the menu. And David Bruce says, I like the sound of naked dinner party. I bet the conversation's interesting. Do you just talk about the first thing that pops up? Uh, many thanks to everybody. Uh, <laughs> I just think... Um, I, it's not. It's not. It's not pleasant, is it? It isn't. I don't actually understand. And this is my point when I did this uh, uh, film at the uh, Naturists' Weekend Out at the Leisure Centre. I just don't understand why. I like the uh, the dating in the dark. I think that's quite a nice concept. That's a bit like The Voice, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it is. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, dating in the dark. Yeah, that's how I met Mrs. W. I uh, I asked her for a dance from behind. Before I'd tell what she looked like. Uh, anyway, um, so there we are. Shall we, uh, shall, shall we do movies or tech talk or something like that? Uh, we can do a bit of both, if you like. Snapchat um, has had $1.3 billion knocked off its share value because someone called Kylie Jenner has uh, said that she doesn't use it anymore. Have you got anything to say about that? The only thing about that, I would say, is who is Kylie Jenner? Have I missed out on this? Is, who is she? Well, I was going to ask you, so that, that we'll move on to the next one then. Okay. Well, I don't know Kylie Jenner, and uh, just because she doesn't use Snapchat, I don't understand why that would knock a billion off the stock market value. If I was to say that I was going to stop using Twitter, would it have the same effect? And if it does have the same effect, could I do a deal with Twitter not to say that, and then they pay me a third of whatever value they were going to lose? That's a pretty decent idea. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Um, and films. You saw this thing, The Shape of Water. I've seen, I've seen the, uh, I've seen the promos for it. I'm just not sure. It just looks a bit ridiculous, is it? Yeah, it's actually all right. Want to go and see in the cinema? It's the story about a mute caretaker that finds a big tank in a secret uh, government laboratory, and inside the tank there's a amphibian humanoid creature, and they fall in love. So go and check it out. Uh, right. Thank you very much indeed. Uh... You get paid for doing nothing, really, don't you? Movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, the dogs didn't like it either. Uh, so, should we do uh, should we do questions for the whale? We can do some questions for the whale. Yeah, okay, so let's... Uh, if you do hear the dogs barking, I've just noticed that there's a bloke coming, uh, delivering some oil uh, today. I forgot that was going to happen, to be honest, so you may hear the odd bark in the background. Uh, now, questions for the whale. Before we do that, speaking of delivering oil, have you, have you had any uh, chicken delivered to your local KFC yet? Ah. Uh. I do, do you know I don't eat this stuff? No? 
I don't I don't like it. Do you? Oh, I love a bit of KFC, finger licking good. Yeah, but you eat you eat everything. Everything you eat is shit. You just you you know you don't eat decent food, do you? No, no, no. I, I, well, I think it's decent. When did you last have some vegetables? Uh, I had some uh, carrots and a um, chicken chasseur that we cooked at home a few months ago. A few months, a few months ago. Uh, yesterday I was I was out and I had some uh, some chicken, uh, mashed potato. And some spinach with garlic and chilli. Very nice. I tell a lie. I did have some potato wedges last night. <laughs> That's not vegetables. Potatoes are vegetables, isn't it? It's root vegetable. Have sweet potato and it's better for you. Should we do questions for the whale then? Go on then. Uh, Dave Bull. If yeah. you were Prime Minister for a month, what would you do? If I was Prime Minister for a month, what would I do? I'd reverse the referendum and make sure we were not heading for the disaster that Brexit is definitely going to be. Okay, uh, Matt Sessions. They're having a go at the the, the delivery man. Go on. If we hear any screams, we'll stop. Uh, Matt Sessions, do you miss doing live TV at 12am every Friday? Um... No, not really. I mean, I quite like to do a bit of late-night live television if um, if I could find the right vehicle. But no, I don't, I don't really miss it because I do three hours of live radio four nights a week. Okay. Uh, Justin Richardson, if you could choose to be either Ash or Rob for one day, who would you be? Oh, I would have to be Rob for one day. I couldn't in a million years live the lifestyle of ash i could i mean rob's bad enough but ash well you know he's taken slobism to a different level i i just could i couldn't i couldn't live on old newspapers on the floor that haven't been picked up for about six months i couldn't live with a month's worth of washing up in the sink I couldn't, I just, I couldn't live with the aroma of, of what he smokes. I just could not live like that. Okay. Why <clears throat> <laughs> don't we get him on the show in the next couple of weeks? He's, he's desperate to come on. Oh, we'll get him on, we'll get him on. <laughs> uh, Lee Stevens, would you consider going on Celebrity Juice if you're offered it? Well, you know, strangely enough, I was talking to my agent the other day that I would love to go on Celebrity Juice. Apparently, according to Eamon Holmes, I was the, um, what's his name, the bloke who presents, shush, 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 Daisy. I was the uh, Keith Lemon of my day. Uh, That's actually probably true, isn't it, slightly? (laughs) So, yeah, I would love to. I'd love to go on Celebrity Juice if they asked me. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'll I'll email them this clip. (laughs) Do. Uh, Mark Summers, is a werewolf who doesn't know he's a werewolf technically an unawarewolf? Of course, Mark. I mean, that goes without saying. And, oh, here we go. Bill Roberts, should Oxfam start selling Kentucky Fried Chicken? Well, I don't think they'll be selling anything before long, (laughs) Um, to be honest with you. Uh, But uh, um, somebody needs to start selling Kentucky Fried Chicken because I hear that there is a, a great dearth of it. So what we do is we take our unwanted discarded chickens down to Oxfam and they turn it into finger-licking chicken stuff. You could. You could. What was wrong with Vicky Gardner's question, by the way? Okay, let me read Vicky Gardner. Could you not read it? Well, what word in that could you not read? I'll read it for you. Uh, Vicky Gardner. Uh, cavity wall installation. 
Why yeah. did the government advise everyone to have it done and now it's ruining property? That's very true. It is actually ruining properties. Why is it ruining property? Because it traps some some of them trap moisture. Some houses mm. aren't suitable for it and they just put it in anyway because of the grants that were offered. Ah, right. Because I live in a property that hasn't got cavity wall insulation and I was thinking when I could afford it of having, you know, you can have insulation put on the outside of the house. On the outside of the house, that's fine, but don't don't do the cavity wall thing. No, well, I wouldn't. I don't. I think these are solid. I don't think you get anything in it. Get get uh, when you retire, get your free boiler. That's a good grant to get. Is it? Yeah. Do you get a free boiler if you're retired? If if you're on a low income, you get a free boiler. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. I didn't know that. Hmm. Okay, well, listen, I've got to go. Thank you very much indeed to uh, all of you uh, for your kind uh, messages for Mrs. W and uh, for getting in touch on some of the questions we've asked. If there's anything that you would like to hear discussed on the James Whale podcast with Rob, all you've got to do is email me at jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. And by the way, check out our website. Uh, because in the shop, they've still got a few books left to sell. We've got a few T-shirts there, uh, logoed up a baseball cap or two. Um, no baseball bats, by the way. Uh, so anything you want, pop in, have a look. Some of the old TV shows are there as well. I've got a shop that's empty. Shall I set up a James yeah. Well physical shop? That's a good idea. In North Wales? Yeah. <laughs> where everything is in Welsh? No, well, your book won't be in Welsh. I'm not translating it. Well, I think somebody should. I mean, there's a whole audience I haven't thought of before. Just use your phone, the uh, Google Translate app, and hold it up against the pages. You'll be fine. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Rob. Thanks to, to uh, all of you. I'm going to go and sort the dogs and the oil man out now. Sorry about the crap audio at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. The crap audio at the beginning of the show was Rob's fault. Nobody else's. to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow 
Or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.